Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome in. It's Balloon Party 101 ESPN, driven by Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. I think I win today. You won yesterday with your cardigan. I win today with my St. Louis Steamers hoodie. Yeah, that's a classic right there. And the dogs had to match. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm all soccer all the time here. Yeah, you are. You're Mr. Soccer. What do you know about the St. Louis Steamers? Were they indoor? Yes. Okay. So they're an indoor soccer club. I couldn't tell you the league that they were in, but I feel like... The MISL, brother. I feel like it dissolved like when I was like six or seven. I'm going to take the under. The Steamers were not around, at least the version that played at the old barn, the arena that, uh, I mean, it packed the place. Hmm. Uh, 1980s, and that was followed okay. by the St. Louis Storm and the St. Louis Ambush. And the Ambush still play. Yes, but Matt I believe Rocchio. this is a different group league. Okay. Uh, and Matt Rocchio is who we just talked to moments ago. Mm-hmm. Is on the call with a friend of the program, Joey Zanaboni. So there's your indoor soccer for today and my steamers. Oh, you probably can't see it. That's a height issue. Mm. That's a height issue. Yeah. We get the cameras to pan down. Like a lot that. of headroom in here. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll pan it down. Okay, oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, let me show my boy chest for those on the YouTube channel. Well, either way, welcome in. It's Balloon Party. Today's Tuesday Turbulence with, uh, with Jackson's six questions today. Oh, there it is. You just pan down. Look at this. Come on in. Uh... So the dude is not happy with the show. What we do? So taking Hubbard to the cleaners for only working 54 minutes. Is that directed at us? What do we do? That's know. what we're scheduled. We do one hour. <laughs> Should we just hijack other people's times? That would be cool. Uh, the dude is not happy. You can talk it over with the dude in the YouTube chat. Oh, you can see the steamer's uh, hoodie. There it is. Nicely done on the directing there. Yeah, you're, you you're know, the Scorsese like, of 101 ESPN. Yeah, I really am. What do you have on this Tuesday turbulence? I mean, you got to kind of sift through. Yeah, this is kind of a it's kind of a slower day in sports. But then that does that leave it open for me to Venmo? So I, let me tell you something. I had a very good weekend. Mm. Very mm. good weekend. Mm-hmm. So my Venmo is uh, flush. Oh, how about this for the holidays? What does it matter? Forty dollars. Wow. $40 if somebody comes up with a topic that that gets my synapses firing. Because I don't want to force time. And I'm not saying that's what Tuesday Turbulence is. I'm a Tuesday Turbulence guy. Yep. But if you come up with the topic in the Air Comfort Service, text line 314-399-9646, or in the YouTube chat where the, the dude is not happy, uh, you get... $40 to your Venmo, mm-hmm. and I'm straight Venmo. If you don't have a Venmo, I don't know what to tell you on that. I, I, I apologize. Uh, by the way, we're giving away tickets too, right? Yes. 101 ESPN, okay. your chance to score a pair of tickets, and you can get them by winning our text of the day. That's separate from the $40 I'm giving away to Def Leppard and Journey with Cheap Trick on July 6th at Bush Stadium. Tickets for Def Leppard and Journey. Cheap Trick at Bush go on sale this Friday, December 15th, or you can text in now. 
to 314-399-9646 for your chance to win free tickets to the show. You can also find a bonus chance to register to win tickets to Def Leppard and Journey at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 mobile app. So, Jackson, we will give those away at about 10.59.30. Mm-hmm. There is your official official recommendation. Uh, all right. What do we got for Tuesday Turbulence? Pick the best one because I'm going to go into that text inbox. Somebody's going to win $40, and this might be the only one. So what is your best one? You wrote them up. You know what's the best. You know what's the best. You know me. You know what's going to get me going. What are you going with? The biggest topic this morning in the world of sports is Shohei Otani's contract structure, which has fascinated me ever since I heard that he'll be deferring $68 million in a, uh, $68 million a year in order to give the Dodgers more wiggle room and somewhat circumvent the competitive balance tax issues. There is also some interesting benefits to Otani with the structure. Baseball pundits seem split on this move, with some saying it sets a dangerous precedent when it comes to avoiding the luxury tax, and others praising the heady move. I ask you, do you think this move does indeed sent, set a dangerous precedent? Well, we talked about it yesterday. I don't. I, my my macro position on it is: I would like to see Major League Baseball have both a salary cap and a salary floor. Uh, you can't have one without the other. I mean, you can, but as far as likely legislation, none of these things are going to happen because the Players Association will not welcome in the salary cap. But. This whole thing about, you know, this shows how great baseball is and that baseball's in a great position. I just disagree. I, I vehemently disagree. And so I think uh, what the Dodgers and Otani are doing by the letter of the law is allowed. Mm-hmm. That is now that is specifically written out in the collective bargaining agreement that teams can defer money and there can be no restriction on that. So they didn't do anything wrong. It is literally written out. It is even open to interpretation. But as far as could the Pirates do this? And I'm not just naming the Pirates. They're just kind of the easy go-to. How many teams could do? Could the Cardinals do this? Uh, it's it's it just is it's a it's an unfortunate element of the game of baseball, and I disagree with the proposition from Ken Rosenthal that since 16 teams won a World Series since 2000, that's more than any other sports league. That that shows that baseball is healthy. I do not think that that is the case with regard to everybody being able to participate in free agency. It cycles on and off in different leagues. Personally, I would be pro cap. Hmm. Yeah, and I think the the competitive balance tax is a is like kind of a half assed way to kind of put a cap in. It's like a soft salary cap with two hundred thirty seven million. I mean, how many teams are even spending near that? I mean, the Cardinals are. Well, the Padres did it for a year as far as a non big time market, and yeah. now the Padres are obviously moving off of that, right. trading away Juan Soto, and my guess would be you won't see Blake Snell as a Padre. And so now they begin the process of trying to do it the way they had been trying to do it with younger players, uh, all while still carrying some heavy price players that their owner, who just passed away, committed to. And he said, the Padres will not be in a spot where they have to sell off assets. Of course, unfortunately, that's happened. But they also had to take out a $50 million loan to make payroll at the end of the season. When they wanted $100 million, they were only given 50 Right. I mean, that's, and I, here's the thing about this topic. I think it gets in, it's, su- it's such minutia. It's so abstract. And while I know a little bit, I know I don't know a lot. Right. And it just, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily, it, it's, that's why I just want to simplify it and say it's, it's 
broken, but it's not getting fixed either. So it's, um, it's disappointing. I suppose the only way it would get fixed is if the Dodgers and Yankees won like seven of the next eight world championships. And then people would go, okay, this is ridiculous. Right. right. But you keep having teams like the Diamondbacks make the World Series, and that's like, well, everything actually might be all right, even though that's probably an outlier. I also think when you talk about there's very few teams who could do this, I think there's also very few players who could defer that amount of money and still be, because, I mean, Shohei Otani makes so much from endorsements. Right. You're right about that. Even if you have a guy who makes $30 million, I mean, Nolan Arenado doesn't make nearly that much in endorsements as Otani, Goldschmidt. Name a ton of world-class baseball players. Don't even make near that. So to have a player in this position doing that, you need to be one of absolute one. And Otani has proven that he is exactly that. So I just find I, don't know, I find I find this stuff interesting um, when it comes to like the baseball structure and the payouts and how that goes. And you know what? I think the Dodgers are making a nice move. You know, well, they uh, are certainly committing to it, but they're getting a little loophole benefit. But that benefit is not illegal. It's spelled out in the collective bargaining agreement. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service. Text line, the YouTube chat, brought to you by the Air Alliance team, the sponsor of our studio cameras here on 101 ESPN. I am going to go sifting through the texts and the YouTube chat. And if there is a topic that gets the synapses firing, somebody is going to get $40 in their Venmo, courtesy of my Venmo. And that's coming your way here in a matter of moments on Balloon Party 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. It is Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. It's driven by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, Tim McKernan, Jackson, Burkett with you on the program. We welcome you to participate in the program by texting in the Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646, and also by participating in the YouTube chat. Many are active. It's like a whole separate conversation going on in there, Jackson. Uh, 101 ESPN channel, and that is uh, sponsored by the Air Alliance team. The studio cameras, time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. It is 10-16 in St. Louis. Blues and wingy-wingy pregame at 5.30 p.m. here on 101 ESPN. Blues and Senators coming up on Thursday as the Blues will have 11 of their next 15 at home. Nothing piqued my interest to the point of saying, yeah, that's worth sending $40. And I said, I went through both the YouTube chat and the texts. There were some good ones in there. I, there were some good ones in there, but nothing that got me on the synapse train yet. So we'll see. Jackson, what would you go through with your second question from Tuesday Turbulence? Derek Gould wrote in his chat yesterday they expect the Cardinals to try and extend Paul Goldschmidt, preferably before the season begins. The plan is to sign Goldie for the remainder of his career. What do you make of the Cardinals' move to keep Goldschmidt forever? Does this give shades of the Matt Carpenter extension? Uh, I did read that. I love reading Derek Gould's chats on STL today. I come as recommended reading. Yeah. Uh, super informative, and I look forward to reading those on Mondays. And uh, I was reading it, and before that got picked up by, I don't know, a variety of websites, yeah. aggregators, uh, I was reading that, and when I saw that, I'm like, ooh, I hadn't, I kind of figured they were going to do that, because it's a very cardinal move, kind of like Sonny Gray was like the textbook cardinal free agent signing. Uh, but... Uh, the way Derek represents it, I get the sense that they're not talking about like a two or three year extension. It sounds like another year. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, I'm comfortable with it. I view that differently than the Matt Carpenter thing. Um, I suppose if I had my preference, I would say no. But 
again, what the Cardinals are doing this offseason, I like. Once again, I just have to keep reemphasizing. Even though if you listen to the show daily, it's like, dude, you say this every day, but I know that people cycle on. They cycle off. That the Cardinals are not risking the future to try to catch up for the gap that is the present. But again, I'm coming from a place of this team isn't going to be a world championship team in 2024. Of course, it can happen, but it's just not it's not likely. They're not in the position they were, say, 2000 through 2006, where you knew that team each year was in a world championship spot. It just, you know, I get that John Mazalek may be selling that at the moment, and perhaps they are going to go get another starting pitcher. I don't know, but uh, this team is currently constructed. It's just... I. I'd be real surprised if it was a world championship contender. And if that is indeed the case, then don't go and get yourself stuck with a deal that you would be kicking yourself for signing in the offseason of 2023 that you're still paying for in 2028. So with that said, Paul Goldschmidt through 2025, and that's the cap, That's I'm, I'm comfortable with that. I just don't think the team will have some flexibility uh, going forward. So if that's the direction they want to go, I don't really feel, feel passionate about it. I know that some may want to draw the comparison to Matt Carpenter, but the Matt Carpenter thing was different, and uh, and it was done based on a, a nice run in a, a period of a short amount of time. So I don't I, I, I don't view that the same way. Yeah, I... Um... If it's one year. Now, if they go a couple of years, now you're getting into what are you doing here. But Goldschmidt, Derek said, has said he does not want to play into his 40s. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I, I've I referenced this a couple of weeks ago when discussing that Sonny Gray's contract is appears to be backloaded. That I kind of presented the conspiracy theory about you know you could kind of slowly but surely reduce payroll without publicly doing so in a major way. But if they do extend Goldie, one of the key tenets to my theory was that Goldie's coming off the books next year, and that would help with Sonny Gray's increased salary. But if they extend Goldie, that kind of throws some some cold water on my theory. Not completely, because I think the Bally's thing is still so critical to the future of the team and the future of baseball, really, with regional sports networks. But I, I still am curious if they're backloading Gray's deal, if not just for wiggle room, wouldn't they be doing something else to get somebody in here, whether it be a pitcher or a reliever? I don't know. I don't know. I know that they're trading guys, but there, there's still people out there. You know, Otani, the domino of Otani has fallen. So I'm curious when stuff is going to start really popping off, whether that be Yamamoto or Snell. I don't know if the Cardinals will be in on any of those guys. Yeah, Derek Gould's uh, chat on stltoday.com. Recommended reading for everybody in the audience uh, for Cardinal News and his perspective on it. Jackson, question three of Tuesday Turbulence. Sure. What do you make right now of the Jacob Verana situation? He's on waivers and they want to trade him. Do you think that they will get value from him if they're trying to trade him? And do you think this is part of some of the locker room issues that have been swirling around the team? Uh, Luke Horak uh, really lit him up in his column following Saturday's loss to the Blackhawks. Uh, and so that was a weird spot yesterday where he was on waivers and he was off waivers. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say that there are locker room issues. That wouldn't be fair. I'm not in there. Nor am I. I apologize if I made that. Uh, well, no, I'm not asking for an apology. No, I get that. I just, I didn't want anyone to think that I was saying that there were locker room issues. There's just been Brayden Shen's comments from the other night 
there was he was like you said holding back a little bit right oh yeah I, I would agree with that I think that's frustration after two losses to two bad teams that they thought they were going to pick up at least two points if not more um, but Verona was the one I think it, it, that's the thing Verona's a little different set of circumstances here because I think there were expectations for him especially he flashed at the end of last year and then to see the performance you've gotten from him the inconsistency um, what has been labeled as a lack of effort uh, that is something that gets Blues fans going when they see the team lose three straight. It's one thing to lose to Vegas on Wednesday night, but to lose in the fashion they lost to Chicago and Columbus, that gets people going. So uh, I am intrigued to see. I don't know what the trade market would be for him. I can't imagine it would be real passionate. But, um, yeah, I'm anxious to see what winds up playing out with Verona here over the next couple of days. Uh, Jackson, do you have question four at your disposal? Sure. A question that I have is on the heels of Patrick Mahomes' behavior following his disagreement with the offsides call on Kadarius Toney. The masses, mostly social media, seem to disapprove of his behavior following the loss, including his comments to Josh Allen in the postgame handshakes and in his presser. Do you think in sports media we pass too much judgment on a player in the heat of battle, probably at their most primal and adrenaline-filled, or do you think because of the salary they are paid and their impact on younger fans, they should always conduct themselves in the most professional manner possible? Um, I think there's human nature and uh i you know i understand the uh the passion personally i thought it was so strange though that Mm. uh he was that upset about something that his that was called um that his teammate had done yeah and i was curious so you know gabe diarman joins us for his missouri conversations on mondays on tma and but he's a big chiefs fan he went grew up in kansas city and so I'm like, okay, I want to hear from a Chiefs fan, but also somebody who shoots straight, right. what his thoughts were. And he goes, no, stop whining. That was really bad yeah. last night uh, when we had Gabe on yesterday and he was talking about Mahomes at the end of that. So I think that's, I think that's the, here's what I would say. I think that is the first time that the Chiefs, for a lot of people, were viewed in a different light. It had kind of been this story of incredible offense this you know phenomenal quarterback the success they've had with Mahomes running parallel to it casual fans and or people who never watch football watching the Chiefs because of Kelsey and Taylor Swift and then people watching that and going what is that because the the natural reaction for fans if we want to talk about natural reactions is when they see a player blaming officials like that especially when the call was not a bad call right is to go you know calm down what right. are you doing right. and so i think that that was a moment where the chiefs may have had a loss of positive equity with fans around the country yeah and another thing on the human nature element of it a team that's been so successful for so long people are quick to as the kids might say prey on their downfall prey on their downfall you know uh we saw with the patriots once tom brady left and and uh, their fall from grace and you're kind of seeing it right now because i mean we, we discussed yesterday on tma via gregorian's piece in the kansas City star about this isn't just an officiating issue the chiefs have problems and i think people are quick to uh, celebrate the downfall that's just another wonderful byproduct of social media that we're living in and so when they see that and they see Mahomes arguing and complaining and whining to especially the Josh Allen, the postgame handshakes, I think people are quick to judge on that. I personally think in general, maybe not just to the Mahomes situation, that we are as people 
too judgmental on these athletes when they're in the like when you're in the heat of battle and your adrenaline's going crazy and you're going nuts. You do not act how you would if you had some time to reflect on it. You act with pure passion, and that cuts both ways. It's both bad when you see it like Mahomes did, and it's both good when you're fired up after your team does well or you're right there locked in into a fourth quarter of some situation. So I think it cuts both ways, but I think in general we sometimes judge athletes too much on these moments where they're going crazy. I think the context is the frustration from the previous week in a missed call Mm -hmm. and then feeling like that call just took a win from them as well. And for the first time, he's in a spot where they're in trouble. Yeah. And so all of that combined to it. I think if they were on a winning streak, I don't think that that's necessarily the reaction that he would have. Your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646, Air Comfort Service. Text line, the YouTube chat, active as the day is long. 151 fine listeners participating in the uh, conversation in the YouTube chat. It's the 101 ESPN YouTube channel, and the studio cameras are sponsored by the Air Alliance team. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you on the program. We will close out our second segment and come back with the second half of Balloon Party, driven by Munganas Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, on 101 ESPN and on the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Well, how about this? Tying into exactly what we were talking about, Patrick Mahomes did an interview on 610 Sports in Kansas City this morning. And he said, more than anything, I am embarrassed by how I acted when I talked with Josh. I was still hot and emotional, but you can't do that. It's not a great example for kids watching the game. That's uh, Patrick Mahomes on his reaction after the loss to the Bills. They are discussing this uh, right now on uh, Get Up on ESPN. So he did an interview and, uh, hey, God bless. I respect that. Absolutely. Same, same. Accountability. People do appreciate the accountability, and I think people who have followed the NFL for years now know that Patrick Mahomes is a very respectful, professional human being. There's moments where we all have lapses, and if you can understand that and you know take accountability for it, people do in fact appreciate that. You know, uh, nobody's so, perfect except uh, us. Patrick, yeah, exactly right. Patrick Mahomes talking this morning uh, on six ten Sports in Kansas City, uh, saying he was embarrassed by the way he conducted himself in particular with his handshake. It's a bit embarrassing for the NFL uh, that that uh, had to take place. That's Andy Reid on the penalty. But Patrick Mahomes is saying his conduct was something he's embarrassed by, and he said that this morning on 610 Sports in Kansas City. Uh, In sports broadcasting news, Pat McAfee has announced that he is returning to college game day for the 2024 college football season. I didn't know, Jackson, that he got as much much hatred as he did. Yeah, so I feel like ever since he's gotten to ESPN, there was that he got to ESPN, and then there was the layoffs. And so people immediately looked at how much he was making, the show was making, and the layoffs, and they attributed, like, they're moving in McAfee and getting rid of all these people we love, when, in all honesty, we don't know what the situation is. 
combine that with his little thing at the SEC championship where he picked Georgia and didn't. And now he's uh, got some some ire for some people for, from some people. So is it about the, the layoffs, or is it about him on game day? I think a mix. I think okay. a mix. I think one cause and effect kind of thing. Like he's on game day, and these shows come over to ESPN, and then a bunch of ESPN people left. Interesting, because he was talking about how he was going to leave game day, but didn't say anything about leaving ESPN. No, uh, I'd be surprised if he did that. So uh, Kirk Herbstreet was on McAfee's show and said if he left, he was going to leave as well. Mm. I mean, Herbstreet does enough, man. I mean, holy, he's busy as all get out. He says, uh, these college fans are awesome. They're phenomenal. This is McAfee. They're incredibly passionate, but man, that negativity. Normally when I get dropped into a new show like the WWE, that negative negativity is like three months. They hate my life. They hate my, they hate everything about me. And then they're like, you know what? This guy's not that bad. How about this? I'm back. I don't love it. I don't love that my life is just going to continue to have people telling me to run into oncoming traffic and swallow a barrel, but I am coming back. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet said uh, if he were to have left, uh, if you dare even think of leaving college game day, I'm leaving with you. I am. I'm dead serious. Herbstreet went on to say, I'm not kissing your ass. I'm just telling you that, and I told you this a lot, that you've changed my experience. I work really hard with these three projects I'm on. I'm on game day, the Thursday night game with Al Michaels, and Saturday with Chris Fowler. You've really changed the approach, the energy, not just on the set, but like the week. I'm having a blast. It's like being on a team where you get good energy. So Kirk Herbstreet said if he was going to leave, that uh, if McAfee was going to leave, that Herbstreet was going to leave as well. I just wasn't aware that Pat McAfee got that much hate on the show yeah i think people so often use the term hate when it comes to sports media or sports broadcasters so loosely They're like oh, i hate gus johnson i hate this probably like you really hate them they're just calling a game like worst case you put it on silent or you don't watch game day or something i just find it so odd and i know college sports is very it magnetizes kind of some of that as we've talked about before that political feel where it's like oh you're saying something bad about my team well let me counterpoint you with something irrelevant so i feel like that's like a hub of it it just strikes me as so odd that people get so worked up about media personalities in general the, going into and somebody just texted this in as well people got mad pollock was let go for pat because pollock was a georgia guy so georgia fans are at the forefront of the mcafee hate because yeah. david pollock who was let go is a georgia guy um i just didn't know it you know, I didn't know that that existed. I watched the show. I watched the show every week, and I love that show. Yeah, but I did. I did just he just didn't strike me as somebody where, you know, he's polarizing. His energy, I suppose, is different, but he doesn't really say anything that I strikes me as particularly controversial. Yeah, I, I guess you could say that Game Day had a more traditional feel to it before McAfee joined, and while McAfee's show is very popular with some. It strikes others as like the new generation of some, I call it bro culture, taking over sports media. But What else is bro culture in sports media? Give me an example. Give the audience an example. I don't know what we got. Uh, some would say, pardon my take on Barstool, is kind of similar to that. And they also had a very brief stint with ESPN that did not last long at all. But I think stuff like that, like newer podcasts, um, Part of my take, Pat McAfee show would be kind of that bro culture of a lot of mid twenties, mid thirties guys, and how they are consume you a sports. Bro, bro, I am a bro. I you are a bro. Well, I'm a. I don't know. I don't know if I would quantify myself as that. Oh, you don't strike me as a bro. 
But then at the same time, I don't know what necessarily would be a bro. I consume, I don't like, I respect Pat McAfee and I've seen some clips and I enjoy them. I respect the hell out of both Big Cat and PFT. I think they do great work. I don't listen to their show regularly. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a staunch Bill Simmons guy. He talks a lot of NBA, talks a lot of movies. That's right up my alley. So I guess I'm more into that. Kind of like I've listened and consumed a lot of Ringer stuff. But I see that there's room for everything, man. Like with the podcast world being so robust, I, th- I see nothing wrong with getting innovative with sports and adding someone like McAfee to college game day. I thought it was a great move. Uh, so people were talking about his troll of Georgia fans before the SEC championship game, uh, in which he teased picking Georgia in the SEC game, but then picked Bama. Georgia fans hate him. He poked them a little bit. That was fair. And it was very funny. I thought that's from Ron in the three, one, four bros. Don't use the word quantify. That's from the three, one, four. Is that correct? No, I guess I'm out. Can a yuppie be a bro? That's from the six, three, six. Yeah. I would consider myself more a yuppie. Like things aren't yuppie sports media. I like that. Like things aren't good enough for me. You know, like it's like, ah, uh, slow. Br- and I work on like the lowest brow show ever. So it's, you think balloon party is the lowest brow show ever. Stunning. A second lowest brow TMA being the lowest. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the, the seller. Yeah. Uh, McAfee probably comes off as a douche to cancel culture type people. That's from the six one eight. Would that be accurate? Um, I guess you just did an eye flutter, I noticed. That's love grouping people together and stuff. It's super cool, painting with a wide brush. Uh, regardless, I don't. I think that's probably the key. He wears a tank top. I know that rubs people, some people, the wrong way. Wears a tank top. He does his show. I'll kind of do an example where he stands up. The mic is exactly where it is now. If you're watching on YouTube, but he talks like this, mm-hmm. which makes me think he's Mike. Goodness, Jackson. Which makes me think that he's like mic'd up, and that mic is for show, because the mic is like at his belly button, because he's standing when he's I talking. See. But then it's audio is clear as day. So I think I don't know. So you think the mic is a prop, and he's actually wearing like a wireless lav, as we would say in the industry? I don't know anything for sure. Right. But well, why, would, would it, why would it matter? It doesn't. It's a little observation in the world of piddles. Um, <laughs> but I guess I could see where he's coming from with that, where that uh, annoys people, and he has Aaron Rodgers on the show all the time, and I can see where that gets people going. I generally don't he think of Saban it. on. He has Saban on. He has everyone on. Yeah. Like everyone well, he comes pays on. Saban a million a year to come on that show. Really? Yeah. Is he on often? Oh yeah, weekly hits. Okay, really? I did not know. I know. I know Rogers is on weekly. I did not know that Saban was on weekly. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, if PMT or Pat McAfee didn't show up on your Spotify Wrapped, you're not a bro. That's from the six three six. I use Apple Music, but um, they wouldn't have because I don't really listen to those two podcasts. But I after the them. Ringer and Bill Simmons, what is uh, next for you? Boy, it's it's not much. The guys from Bob Does Sports do a funny little podcast. I like listening to that every once in a while. Ryan Rosillo, but that's all part of the Ringer. So mostly Ringer stuff. But it's not like I'm like brand loyal. I just like the content that they put out. Uh, he is bro culture to a T. He's kind of annoying, but definitely interesting. And no piddles. You are douche culture, not bro culture. That's from my guy, the Grape Ape Auto Detail. <laughs> I thought I was yuppie. There was yuppie in the douchebag, and I thought I was yuppie. I think they're interchangeable. That's fine. I'll, you can call me whatever you want. That doesn't really bother me. Come one, come all to Piddle's World. Make sure you're wearing non-slip shoes. What does that mean? What am I reading? 
It's from the six one eight. I never. I, I guess I had to wear non slip shoes when I worked. What? In the what? 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 what what's the, the non slip shoes association? So that, like, if you work in a restaurant, you want to wear non slip shoes so that you don't slip. I see. And so I got. I don't know how, what that has to do with me. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. I'm too good for that. Your show is a bro show. Your show represents the Hoosiers. That's from the three. Now that boy, you might have just won yourself some Def Leppard tickets with that one. You really might have won yourself some Def Leppard tickets with that one because that was strong. Uh, he pays Rogers too. I'm sure he does. That's from oh, the three one four. I I mean, if you're going to be on a show of that magnitude, it wouldn't surprise me. How about this? Jackson is too sweet and insightful to be a bro. That's from the six three six. Yeah, but that I, might be from a lady. Doubtful. I think it is. 636? If it is, male or female, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I think it might be. I'm looking at the text history. Okay. And it's got about 62% confident. That's coming from a lady. Sweet. Either way, I don't want to paint people who are bros that they can't be sweet and insightful. You know, again, I just, I don't like labeling people. It doesn't seem, but I understand where people are coming from with the McAfee thing where it's like, Serious, like the, now this guy's going to be all over ESPN and overexposure, and you're getting rid of fear of Georgia fan, one of your guys. But like, not like there's much Missouri Tiger representation on college game day. It doesn't affect me watching it or not. I just enjoy it. I like when Stanford Steve pops on. Yeah, I'm a Stanford Steve guy as well. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. 314-399-9646. That's the Air Comfort Service text line. Uh, you are also welcome to participate in the program via the YouTube chat. Uh, Truth Church Waterloo texting in. Okay. Hello. I'm looking for the truth. I try to listen to this show at least once every two weeks. Nice. Bi-weekly is about right. I usually last five minutes before I'm sick of it. Mm-hmm. Today, it was three minutes. I'll keep trying because I want to enjoy listening to you guys. But geez, that's from Truth Church Waterloo. That's an interesting one right there. So you lasted three minutes and you're texting in. We are in the 46th minute of the hour. Maybe started at 1043, though. That's true. Think it's about that. Just cycling about on, that. cycling off. Listener cycle on. Well, we try to keep you around. You know, we're not like great. But we do the job. We get it done. We're more like a fourth line. Yeah. Yeah. Which, we, of course, is in hockey, and they play that on ice, and the Blues will take on Wingy Wingy tonight. I thought that was like an architecture reference or something. They have four lines. Is that usually the case with hockey teams? Where's Jamie Rivers' music? Well, I, uh, and is the fourth line the worst players? <laughs> well, they're usually more of your muckers and grinders you know your plumbers plum there is meat on the burner ron karan words um i just i is it like rotation based like this person works well with that person so we're gonna put them on the i don't know that seems like it's like fourth chair is like a clarinet or something licorice stick as doug vaughn will call it sure um sure. i just don't know much about the, the fourth line is that like the end of the bench guys in the nba explain that to me in nba terms <laughs> you should see the uh Air Comfort Service text line as you as you wander through talking about a fourth line. Someone here. called me a honeydew in a fruit salad. And now they might win. Great bit, Bond. Odie Taylor is losing it. Oh my God, Piddles. What in the actual F? It's my guy, Great Bait Bond. Well, I've heard of a fourth line. I just didn't know if that was like the worst players on the team. But as you described it, maybe not worse is the wrong way to frame it, but certainly. The muckers. Ooh, this is good. Rivers was talking about pedals last night, saying there was no way he liked the NBA in-season tournament. I've loved it. I'd like to get that audio. 
He was saying that on the broadcast? I don't know. Maybe this person was hanging out with him or he was what saying on the fast lane. didn't play last night, Jackson. Stupid what about the fast lane? Yeah, they could have definitely been talking on Great. it. Well, I've asked to you know have a quick hit on their show to talk about the NBA, and they keep kicking the can down the road. They're like, once the playoffs start, and it never comes. I'm here. Give me the call up, Marsh, Stalter, Rivers. <laughs> wow. Everyone else has been on the, on the station has been on their show except me. <laughs> I don't know how much association they want to talk. Well, it's their loss. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this program is called Bloom Party. It is driven by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota. This is 101 ESPN and the 101 ESPN YouTube channel. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back. Final segment of Balloon Party 101 ESPN. And the YouTube channel, 101 ESPN YouTube channel. Tim McKernan, Jackson Burkett with you on the program. Jackson, we're giving away these tickets to Def Leppard uh, Journey with T- Cheap Trick on July 6th at Bush Stadium. Tickets going on sale this Friday. Uh, which uh, text have you selected to get the tickets? Big moment right here. Paul in Chesterfield. Paul in Chesterfield. Said he, in reference to me, Jackson, is like a honeydew in a fruit salad. Nobody really likes the honeydew, but you need it in there to take up space. And I thought that was a great representation. What a wonderful uh, compliment of my role, not only here but just in general. That's fine. A lot of people love honeydew, so take that. This is compartmentalizing and a non-commentary on Paul. Congratulations on your win, by the way. Uh, boy, I really am. I, I, I'm bothered by honeydew. Mm. Not you, mm-hmm. but the actual fruit honeydew. Yeah. I'm enjoying a delicious fruit salad, and then I get done with it, and I go, oh, I look low. Honeydew is everywhere. Yeah. Why? Because I don't really enjoy the honeydew. So that's why Paul's text really resonated with me. I thought it was a wonderful selection on your part. Yeah, so the thing with me on honeydew, it's pretty flavorless, well, especially when you compare it to its other melon counterparts like watermelon and cantaloupe, which are both full-flavored fruits. Honeydew is just kind of, it's like lettuce on a sandwich. It's really not there for flavor. It's there for texture. Mm. I also think in general fruit salads, you get the worst of each fruit. Like the strawberries are like damp and mushy, and the cantaloupe isn't as crisp. I prefer to have my fruits separate, and I can eat them at their best quality. I feel like fruit salads are like a hodgepodge of, mm. of the worst, least ripe fruits. That's kind of where I'm at on fruit salad. Um, big fan of fruit in general, but the putting it all together. And then the whipped cream, now we're, now we're not eating fruit anymore. We're eating a dessert. That's not what I'm into personally, Tim. I'm into fourth line melons. Fourth line melons. Yeah, and I guess you could call a cantaloupe of, or Sorry, honeydew, a fourth-line melon, and I am, of course, a mucker, a fourth-line guy. Mucker, grinder. Yeah, which I've just realized. What's the thing that's when you're bad at hockey? Is it bender? <laughs> Not familiar with that. Okay. I, I, I thought, I've heard someone say that. I don't really know what it means. Maybe I just committed some sort of violation, like an FCC violation. I don't know. Hey, uh, the uh, Truth Church Waterloo is back. About time. I'm not sure how the church I go to came up on my text. But you got me there, guys. My profile, it's just saved as Truth Church Waterloo. I mean, how would we know? I don't, I don't know. I, all due respect to Truth Church Waterloo, I'm not familiar with it. I'm sure, it's a wonderful parish. Sure, would be what it be? If it's not, I apologize. Congregation, is that it? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So I, I, I don't Some Some names are saved here, like Great Ape Auto Detailing. Bingo. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Great Ape Auto Detailing either, even though Great Ape Auto Detailing my guy. Yeah. 
Uh, so Truth Church Water, it's fine. Plenty of people hate the program. I've been doing this for so long, it comes with the territory. Right. As I was saying earlier on TMA with regard to the, the McAfee story, I said, if you're in college football, who is beloved by all? It's just not the way that it works. So if you do this for a living, getting hate is part of the deal. So the Truth Church Waterloo, you don't like the program? God bless. I t- if you weren't watching on YouTube, watch this. I tip my cap. Doff. See, see that? And see how the, the, my index finger is is no more than a centimeter. Yeah, centimeter and a half at most. It, yeah. And I, I doff my cap right there. It's well done. It's completely fine. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's just saved. Sometimes names are saved in the text inbox. Tim, who do you think is the most universally liked in sports? Like from a media broadcaster side, who do you think would be like the most... Obviously, nobody is universally liked, but the most universally liked. Hmm. I have a I name in a, mind. Okay, then go ahead and say it, because otherwise I'm just going to go, hmm, for a minute. Charles Barkley. It's a nice play. I think the masses enjoy him, shoot straight, obviously hilarious, all-time great. And, and he has show. been like that for a long time. Yeah. And I, I recall listening to both Barkley and Howard Stern, and I feel like somebody else. And I remember thinking, this is a long time ago. I mean, you probably were like four, uh-huh. and I was driving in at the start of my television radio career. And I'm going, I wonder how Stern and Barkley got to a point where they're just like, eh, rules don't apply to me. Right. And then just kind of said it. And then once, I think once ha- what happened is when they tried to get him and they couldn't get him by they, it's certainly a very general third person. Uh-huh. And then realized that they couldn't get them. They moved on to the people that they could get, like the ones who will take the knee and apologize and go, oh, they didn't like me. I better change. And um, Barkley and Stern aren't doing it. And so they just keep saying whatever they say and saying what they think. And after a while, people are like, ah, I appreciate that. Might disagree with it, but I at least know when I tune in that this guy's going to say what he really thinks. Yeah. I think especially in 2023, a lot of it's just theater in a sense like i i mean i I have nothing against dan orlowski it's just those shows in general right where i'm like okay he's taking this opinion and he's taking this opinion and now they're going to quote unquote argue and it just strikes me as so tired yeah you know right but but hey i guess it works i don't know i don't it doesn't matter to me i i never see it unless i'm in the 101 espn studio (laughs) i don't hate watch or hate listen to things right if i don't like a show i don't go ooh, let me listen to it I just go, oh, I've listened to it a little bit. Not a big fan. Alas, I shall podcast a different show. Right. I hear what you're saying on that. And I think with Barkley, he's like the perfect mix of great broadcaster, hilarious, but also an all-time great player. Like even guys like Dan Orlowski, who played, obviously is a world-class athlete, but he was, he was by f- far from a star in the NFL. I mean, his most famous moment is running out of the back of the end zone. Right. Whereas Barkley is a no-doubt Hall of Famer, or MVP, like just an absolute legend. So I think that so much helps with credibility, but I doubt people are watching Barkley for his NBA takes. They're watching him because he's hilarious. Getting some good texts. I liked the, the Doc Emmerich play. The thing is, I think most people would... Uh, would agree who are familiar with how great of a broadcaster he is. I know he's retired, but uh, that, that that's a name. that's not going to necessarily resonate across, you know, like, like Barclays, for example. I mean, right. he's sick, but I'm so grateful the blues won in 2019 for so many reasons. Bobby Plager being around uh, all that went along with that run. But the doc Emmerich was also on the right. television call. Right. Um, 
Dick Vitale. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's maybe now the case. Dick Vitale is just a great. I mean, I, I listen. I've, I mean, I've had him on shows, so it's not like I've met him and hung out with him. And even then, it's not like you can necessarily get a read sometimes on people. But my read from that experience is he's just a great. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on One Hundred and One ESPN.